1: what's up everybody welcome to locked on acc we are ready for another edition i hope you guys have had a great start to your week we have a lot of good things going on today i want to remind you that with amazing selection and reliability prices all the parts your car will ever need today's episode is brought to you by rock auto visit rockauto.com and tell them that locked on sent you i have got my man hundred grand back with me jj jackson from locked on blue devil he is joining me on today's show we got a couple things to go over we got some preseason poll thoughts we've got some, we where did Duke land and why did they land so far? That's all right. We've got some <laughs> butt kiss awards <laughs> to talk about. And then we're going to talk about some Big 12 ACC Media Day reactions and all of that good stuff. So a lot of good things on tap for today's show. JJ, welcome back, my friend. I know it's a, it's been a summer break for
0: me, I guess. So school's back in a way, yeah. ACC school that is. And I know that you were just in Charlotte last week, killing it at ACC <laughs> Media Days. trying we've got a lot of things to get into today candace i'm just excited the fact that they always say it's the unofficial kickoff to the season and i truly do believe that so this week's football is right around the corner and that's awesome
1: yeah, hundred percent. I'm super excited. And, you know, listen to coach Cutcliffe. I'm reminded that he is one of my favorite coaches to listen to. It's a lot of good <laughs> stories. He has a lot of good sayings that uh, he just makes me say, okay, coach, I feel like this, we can turn this season around. There's a lot of good things to talk about. Well, we're jumping right in. If you don't know already, the ACC preseason poll came out. And we're going to go over the Atlantic and coastal division rankings where people expect the predicted order of finish 147 total votes All right. So on the Atlantic side, you had Clemson, who was predicted to be the champion, right, with over a thousand votes and most votes of anyone. Then you had NC State sitting at second, Boston College at third. Wake for, excuse me, Florida State at fourth, Wake Forest at fifth, Louisville at six and Syracuse at seven. So how do you feel about those preseason poll rankings? I'm thinking they're slightly accurate. I might give Boston College a nod over NC State. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Yeah. So I, I look at the the votes that we've got here again. This was done at Media Days last week. I just I need to know uh, the 147 people submitted votes for this and somebody. voted that NC State was going to win that Atlantic division, right? So 146 of the 147 ballots wisely said that Clemson was going to win (laughs) the uh, Atlantic division, but somebody – voted for NC State
1: did Kenton Gibbons Gibbs get a hold of a ballot I
0: mean what's you going know on there? he might have
1: and he's but he think about it he is very much not a homer which is ironic but I, I think that. there there is somebody who probably works for the News and Observer one of our local papers here that definitely got, went ahead and gave NC State the yeah. why I have no idea because at this point we were talking a lot of people conversations have been had NC State's finally at the point where they're winning games they're supposed to win but they're not winning those like unpredictable, like, oh, my gosh, I never saw it coming games. So they haven't yet reached that level of greatness for me to put them in the top of the conversation.
0: No, I, I certainly do agree with what you're saying. They're looking at the rest of, of the Atlantic division. Um, you mentioned Boston College may being a little yeah. bit too low for you. Uh, I could see that I'm big on Florida State, too. Are you it's like I, OK. I, I I think this could be the year – we've talked about this a little bit in the off offseason, um, in spring ball, I should say. But I think that Mike Norvell, Kenny Dillingham on the offensive side of the football uh, at Florida State, I could see them starting to pick things up for this upcoming football season. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I just I got a good feeling about the Seminoles this year.
1: Well, Mackenzie Milton being the starting quarterback, we were talking about that on Friday's show about how all things pointed to him and Jordan Travis kind of taking that back seat. Mackenzie's a lot smaller than I thought he was. Like, I right. was not expecting him to be as short. Maybe that's because I'm, you know, sitting here at six feet tall. I'm like, I, I can do, I can eyeball the, the height thing pretty well. But the, just hearing his story and how passionate he is, I think that's what Florida State needs, right? They haven't had that passion behind that brand, behind that logo and that energy. When we all know Florida State's still top-notch program in the country a lot of people want to go and build their name image and likeness over at Florida State so I I could see that but Syracuse sitting at the bottom I know we're going to talk about some bottom schools here in a second but Syracuse at the bottom you know my heart is for Dino Babers I really want him to have one solid season right just do something consistent where it's if we get five wins we get six wins I think he'll keep his job No, I think
0: so too. I really do. I think this is obviously going to be for, for a lot of coaches last year going into the season in 2020, Candace, remember the, the, the big topic of conversation was, can you truly fire a coach in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah. When capacity is going to be reduced, when you're not going to be getting as much money and as much revenue, can you truly fire a coach? Well, they they did. They they fired a lot of coaches across America (laughs) and they paid a lot of big buyout money. Right. right? And I know down on the plains at Auburn, Gus Malzahn was one of the biggest stories in all of sports Mm -hmm. with his nearly 30 million dollar buyout after a six and four season at Auburn. And this is a man who beat Nick Saban more than anybody else in the sport. Three times he's beaten Nick Saban more than Dabo Sweeney in the ACC, and yet he's still got the boot. So I think going into 2021, that's not going to be as much of a conversation because stadiums will start to open back up. We will start to get more fans in seats. We will start to make more money in the college sphere. So you're not going to be as afraid to pull the trigger and fire some coaches. So for a lot of schools in the ACC, I think it's becoming put-up-or-shut-up time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And pe- speaking of put up or shut up time, let's go switch to the coastal right quick. We got Carolina sitting at number one, which I feel very shaky about. Yeah, Miami at number two. Really? Yes. Virginia Tech. <laughs> I'll even stop because I had <laughs> I had a crossover episode with Josh Neighborsay from Locked on Big 12. And he was the first person who sat there and said, You know what? I'm not believing the hype. And I was like, Finally, somebody is on my team here. Like, I don't want to say I don't believe the hype, I just know who my team is. Like, we always have that energy that swagger we got the jordan brand all of that good stuff and somehow we just drop games we're not supposed to drop you know we just cannot get the job done and then we're playing catch up or like we just didn't play how we're supposed to play yeah no 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 duh like you know i'm about to cuss on here on the show no <laughs> of course right like of course we know you're not playing up to your potential we don't have time for those like you can't afford to drop games when you're not yet a Alabama you're not yet in Auburn you can make cases for teams in SEC like because of strength of schedule like we should still two losses we can still put you in college football playoffs but for Carolina absolutely not you have to be damn near perfect we had not reached that caliber and of course having that Mac Brown everyone assumes it's going to be just you know so easy but no he's even said like the sugar on Carolina is just as sweet as they're saying it's we got to actually go out there and prove it. I just – I have full faith that – I hate to say this as the Duke guy, right, to
0: watch on Blue Devils, but it just – it feels like with Sam Howell coming back at quarterback and how talented the defense is going to be this year, uh, a couple of younger wide receivers stepping up, I just I think Carolina is going to be the team to beat in the Coastal, but I cut you off, Candace. We were going no, through. No, you're good. Finish
1: there on the preseason poll. So let's jump back into that. there in the Coastal. It's fine. I had to get it off. Number three, Virginia Tech, who I think is entirely too high. Pittsburgh at number four. Virginia at number five. Georgia at Georgia Tech at number six, and Duke sitting at number seven with the second to least amount of votes. I I want you to have the floor because I think Duke. I don't know. It's it's a tie right now between Georgia Tech and Duke. And even Virginia can squeeze in there with Brennan Armstrong company. I don't know. I think the Coastal, nobody can predict and everyone's trying to act like it's going to be just sweet, but anybody's game. I'm not
0: surprised at all that Duke is in seventh, right? Yeah. Again, I'm the Duke guy saying this. It's a team that, just doesn't have a whole lot of experience mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the football, the defensive side of the football. Period. Coming back, Mateo Durant was at ACC Media Days last week. He mm-hmm. is an absolute stud. I would go to war for uh, at running back and comes back with eighteen hundred and seven. Excuse me, eight hundred and seventeen rushing yards last year, and is going to be a bell cow out of the backfield for Duke. But outside of that, offensively, Jake Bobo, Jalen Calhoun a little bit inexperienced at the wide receiver position and not to mention it's your fourth different quarterback in four years starting at Duke and Gunnar Holmberg. Right. And so I just, I think there's too many question marks on this Duke football team to really feel confident going into the year. What's fascinating looking at these coastal ballots, right. Mm-hmm. Is Georgia tech comes in at sixth the yeah. voting, but they have four first place votes. Right. right? So, That is the third most out of any team in the Coastal Division. So what that tells me is that a large portion of the media is kind of confused on where to put Georgia Tech for this. So they could be sort of the talk of the town in the Coastal Division. And before we started recording, Candace, you were talking about how much you just love listening to Jeff Collins promote his program, right? So I think Georgia Tech could be a team to watch this year.
1: I am pretty impressed by Coach Collins, the way he was speaking, and the way he's trying to change that team and that program and understanding you know where he's trying to go with it. How could you not buy in? I think Jeff Sims is going to be great. I think Jameer Gibbs, who wasn't at media today, but still arguably one of the best backs we have in the conference, is going to certainly do his thing. So Georgia Tech is always known for the team that kind of messes things up for other programs, so why not still be that, right? If you're not going to have the season you want, why not at least blow it for other people? The Carolina, no sleep has had they struggled with Georgia Tech for a long time we've had guys who you know step up and Georgia Tech's won those circle they they just got to beat Georgia Tech and so I think that you know anybody's game in that front Virginia Tech being number three I want to talk about them as well Coach Fuente knows he, his seat is spicy like that seat is more than just hot it's fuego and he cannot afford to have a bad year and he's talking about what he wants to do for this team but Burmeister is going to have to show me something because he wasn't showing me a lot and Hooker was my guy and he's from North Carolina as well. So I'm, I'm a little nervous about them, but I would tell you, can't pick it in in Pittsburgh. I was coaching our Ducey as well. I, I bought into the system. I don't know. I was drinking the sauce a little bit. If that's my problem. I you can you can convince me either because I think I always go to like the athlete, the coach side, like these people are people, right? And they're passionate about what they do. And of course they want to win. So like nobody's going into the season Well, like if we're mediocre, that's fine. You know, I don't I don't ever think they have that type of energy. And so I always want people to do well. And unfortunately, somebody has to lose it. I just I wish I could tell you who it's gonna be, but overall, do you think that Clemson is gonna outright? Outright win. Yeah, no, my opinion on Clemson
0: hasn't changed (laughs) at all. They're they're the best team in the conference, and uh, I hate to give a quick answer, but uh, I think it'd be a compelling game, maybe. And the the North Carolina and Clemson ACC championship that I'm projecting, that I'm envisioning, and I would like to think that Sam Howe has enough swag about him. I don't know. I really do think his, his play is going to lift up others around him. I think that's what great quarterbacks do. But at the end of the day, Clemson's a juggernaut. They're a machine. Davos Sweeney's got it figured out. So until somebody beats them, yeah, all my money's with Clemson. That's
1: great you bring that up. And I want to talk about Clemson, right? So they dominate the ACC for a few near, few years now. And we've been hearing some things, some rumblings, conversations on the Twitterverse and in any kind of media outlet that. Oklahoma and Texas are trying to go to the SEC. But I would love to know your thoughts after I sit here and talk about bet online. What are your thoughts about Clemson having such another dominant year that they're like, listen, maybe we're tired of this conference. Maybe we too take our talents to the Southeastern Conference. I want to hear that from you. But first, I want to remind you guys that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. You got to hit up betonline.ag. Baseball is in full swing. NBA just wrapped up, but you know, football is right around the corner. Get all the latest news odds and info for all of your sporting needs including bet online including mlb nba nhl and more for the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sideline as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run into the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today receive a 50 percent welcome bonus when you use promo code locked on on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts Right, so we have JJ Jackson here talking to me about the uh, coastal going to be crazy Dukes in that last, but they might not finish last. You just never know. But Clemson is the top dog. They're the ones that everyone's considering being the best of the best. And I just would love to hear JJ's thoughts. He is in the thick of it in the Scc at times covering, uh, excuse me. Yes. Covering Auburn on his radio station. But You've heard some murmurs. We've heard everything everything that's out there. Texas and Oklahoma are considering going. Could you ever see Clemson taking their talents to the SEC as well?
0: Yeah, I was going to say this hasn't been a topic that I've been able to discuss on Locked on Blue Devils because – quite frankly, it doesn't really tie in to what's yeah. going on in the Duke Athletics world, but obviously we're recapping ACC Media Days, which Duke was very much so a part of. And a big topic last week at SEC Media Days was on Wednesday, the Houston Chronicle dropping a bombshell news story about Texas and Oklahoma potentially leaving the Big 12. We've learned today that they have told the Big 12, we're done mm-hmm. at the end of our 2025 um, contract with you for our media rights, and later throughout the day, we've learned that they so much as so could join as soon as 2022 Mm -hmm. and buy out of their own contract. So this Clemson dynamic is really interesting to me because if this happens, the next question from all the power five conferences is how do we respond? Right. Mm -hmm. The big 12 only has 10 schools. You lose two in Texas and Oklahoma. Now you're down to eight and you really got to start to figure some things out. I don't know that going to the SEC is a move that Clemson necessarily wants to make. Mm -hmm. Right. You're so good already as it is in the ACC. Why not just continue to dominate in that Mm -hmm.
1: conference? Okay. Well, I, I see that. I think team, I think Dabo Sweeney ego wise would never want to be in a place where he had to like seriously compete. I think he truly does love calling himself an underdog without actually having to be an underdog. Right. So I'm really feeling like that conversation is no, but you never know. You never know. He always wants the best competition out there, but I will say I could see how a Duke or a Wake Forest or, you know, those teams of the like could be like, Hey, you know what? Go ahead. Do your thing. Right. Give us an opportunity to to kind of get our programs back on top. We are, you know, sort of, um, we're more of a basketball program anyway. Go ahead, try. We're more of a basketball conference. Go ahead and try your talents over there, you know, in the SCC, see how it goes for you. But, you know, why not give ourselves more opportunities to win potentially? And, you know, with the coastal and how crazy it is, there's always a shot. So I think there are teams to see it both ways. I was mentioning offline how Coach Clausen from Wake Forest was not interested at all in having that conversation because, of course, you want to <laughs> stay in your own yard. You know, Right. we got enough issues. Love is pay we're, yeah. we're over here trying to get Notre Dame, who I would love to get your take. A lot of conversation was around Notre Dame. I mean, there was logo signage around having Notre Dame in pictures. Right. And we're talking about the AC as a whole and all of the sports. But clearly we were here for football. And, you know, given the whole private atmosphere of independence and you can kind of speak to this as Duke. They love having their independence and making decisions for themselves. Do you ever see Notre Dame kind of being in that conversation and coming and joining the ACC?
0: Absolutely will. Uh, I think I've, I've heard a lot of smarter people than me talk about things like this, and I just mm-hmm. truly take to def- thought what they what they have said before, and you just look at, at TV deals, right, and mm-hmm. money and everything involved. And, yes, Notre Dame has a deal with NBC where NBC broadcasts all the Notre Dame football games. Well, guess what? The SEC Network, owned by ESPN this past year in a pandemic, mind you, <laughs> was able to write a check to all 14 institutions for $50 million. Jeez. $50 million, whereas Notre Dame is netting like 21 yeah. for their deal with NBC. Ultimately, I just don't think it makes sense, right? And uh, Mm -hmm. it's just not smart for a school to walk away from potentially $30 million and not that the ACC network is necessarily there at this point, but it's owned by ESPN. And ESPN worked the ACC network deal very similarly to the one that they did with the SEC. And so I think if Notre Dame is able to step in, and become a full-time member in football and a full-time member all around in the conference with the ACC, they're going to make more money. They're going to bring the value of the conference up. So everybody else is going to make more money. And then standing at 15, the SEC would have 16 when they add Texas and Oklahoma. The question then becomes who is team number 16. My gut tells me West Virginia But that is a whole nother conversation that we could get into at some point. Uh, But what started off the question that you asked is, yes, absolutely. I think Notre Dame needs to join the ACC full time. Yeah,
1: yeah, I 100 percent agree. I just I don't know when it comes to independence. People are very stubborn and what are set in their ways. I think Notre Dame Commissioner Phillips cracked a joke that. Notre Dame loves independence and they love Catholicism. And sometimes they get them confused. It didn't land. I'm so glad you laughed because nobody laughed at me. (laughs) 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 <laughs> no I would the one that probably <laughs> he was like guys it was a joke and then it was kind of like that delayed laughter because you felt bad for someone who tried their hardest but nobody laughed i was confused personally because i was like independence huh what they got going on <laughs> neither here nor there but no i do think that ultimately they'll find their way at, but i never realized how much of a brand notre dame is and so i understand the enticement of just trying to stay and do your own thing but with the you know playoff expansion if you're independent you can State your own case, have your own schedule, get in real easy, right? You don't have to sit here and fight and claw. Maybe they just want to selfishly be the top dog in their own little conference, in their own little world without having to try and compete with the Clemsons of the world. Maybe Clemson scared them off. We're talking about being the top. Possibly. Maybe Clemson scared them off. And so that's, that's one thing that we certainly will keep our eyes out for. But before we get out of here, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about the buckets Award Watch List because we have some top... Defenders on here. And I want to get your take on Mr. Skalski, because my guy that I saw at Media Day was not who I envisioned. I've been I've been thinking this guy is like, you know, super jacked. And again, maybe this is me being a tall girl. I was like, that's not what I saw him to be on TV. You know, like I'm sitting here fangirling. I'm like, he's a lot smaller. <laughs> but, and I didn't know originally he was supposed to be a safety. So all the things that as, you learn. <laughs> as soon as you take helmets and pads off, everything is different. Okay. Right? You see it's these crazy. guys in suits, and some of them are like bust out of their suit and you're like okay clearly you've eaten your weenies but the other guys I'm like so we need to get some muscle milk stat to my guy over here Like, I don't know what he's got going on the weight room but we'll talk about that here in just a second I want to remind you guys that with the ever increasing ever increasing numbers of makes and models it's now possible to for your local chain auto part stores to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind you the counter orders the parts on their computer save time and Money when using Rock Auto? Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. Break parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to explore their new their website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Rock, go to RockAuto.com right now see all the parts available for your car, truck. Right, locked on in there. how'd you hear us bo- How did you hear about us box? There it is. So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Wrapping up today's show here. We are talking with JJ Jackson from Locked On Blue Devils. We have got some Buckus Award watch. We have some Buckus Award watch list. There we go. Top linebacker in the country. We want to go over that because we can't, we can't we cannot talk about our top guys because ACC does have some ballers. We did mention earlier, uh, Mr. Skalski, who I think did not I did not envision James being as small as he was, but it's okay. I think he's still very dominant. Baylor Specter. Baylin Spector, as well from Clemson, being up there. We also had Amari Gaynor from Florida State. We had Jeremiah Gimmel from North Carolina. Peyton Wilson from North Carolina State, NC State for you guys. And I believe that was all of our ACC folks, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Mikkel Jones from Syracuse. There you go. And, uh, My bad Mikkel. Syracuse is very easy and to... Then-
0: They are very much so, and then a fellow Jackson, candace a fellow Jackson.
1: Okay, that's your cousin. Virginia (laughs) 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 on the uh, on the bucket list. Thank you so much. That's why we're a duo. But I listen. Let me let me hear your thoughts on the list, and if you thought anybody was overlooked, or if you thought people were spot on, well deserved.
0: No, for sure. All these guys are definitely well-deserved uh, with the, this award watch list. Again, there are so many play. It felt like kind of a who's who of the linebacker position in college football with guys that were on the list. Uh, on Skalski, just reading his bio and then listening to him uh, speak at ACC Media Days, as you're sort of alluding to, I have known of him, right, because you know the Clemson defenses that are on television all year long. that are winning national championships and that sort of thing out of uh, Sharksburg, Georgia, and is certainly making a name for himself already with 210 tackles in his career. He is the only player ever to play in five ACC championship games. Wow. What? That's insane. What? So because of some red shirt rules and then because yeah. of last year, not counting because of 2020 <laughs> COVID year, he's going to get to go to his sixth, you would think ACC championship game because I think Clemson's going to win their division and play in that title game, but he's played in five AC. First off that tells you, okay, Clemson's made it to five straight because he hasn't transferred from anywhere. Right. So facts. And it looks like he's going to a six because I think Clemson's going to be that good. And he's going to be the anchor of that Clemson defense. Uh, And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a finalist for the buckets award at the end of the year, because I think Clemson's going to be that good.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And that's a very good analysis there. I think that, you know, I completely agree. And when he was talking, he's like, yes, this absolutely is my last year. It has to be. He has no other choice. (laughs) (laughs) But hearing him talk about wanting to coach afterwards and kind of have a career there, I think it's important that these guys, you know, really you know show us the leadership side and i think that's you know him wanting to be in that coaching position is why they have been he's the key he's the glue clearly you know it's going to be interesting to see how they perform this year now that some of the younger guys from last season have stepped up learned the defense a little bit better it's it's dangerous for venables and company right i think it's going to be certainly the defense of old and the clemson that we're used to seeing not have as many missteps maybe that they had last season and still you know missteps making it to college football playoffs. Right. So all of that good stuff. DJ was another guy, you know, really hard, really high on um, just listening to Clemson, but ending the list talking about buckets, dare my I think he is sneakily going to be the key and glue to Carolina's defense. And he knows that a lot of pressures on him to Fox and company were talking about how they lost games. They shouldn't have. And I just, I hope he can really kind of not take it to head, like all of the hype. I really just want them to buy in and like dial in and really get ready for what should be a really good Carolina Clemson matchup come the end of the season.
0: Yeah, you're going to have a good pair of linebackers that are <laughs> not necessarily going to be going head to head, right? Because a linebacker goes against the offense and they'll be right. the filled at different times. But Gimel and then, uh, James we were talking about Balen Specter at Clemson as well. I think that that would be uh, kind of wild to see three preseason but award people playing in the ACC championship game. Let me give some love to my boy, Nick Jackson, though. There we go. Before we get out of here, a fellow Jackson, <laughs> uh, we are all elites, is what I often like to say out of Virginia uh, and Atlanta, Georgia kid over a hundred tackles last year for the Virginia defense. We talk about Virginia, not being uh, a favorite in the ACC this year, but I think he's going to be an outstanding player this upcoming football season and would not be surprised at all. If he had another, 100-plus tackle season, which the idea of getting 100 tackles in a season is crazy to me. It's becoming more and more common in football. But, uh, man, just I
1: always tip my cap to those guys with the plays that they're able to make. And listen, Coach Mendenhall was another one who might have convinced me to swing to that side. I don't know. They all they all sounded like they were ready. And how the progress of Virginia, I had to take a step back. And when he was laying out how well they've done the past five years and last year being a slip up, I'm like, okay. Well, clearly, I, I thought too hard on 2020 and need to refocus because this Virginia program is something to talk about. Final guy I want to talk about, Peyton Wilson. Though he arguably should have been Defensive Player of the Year last season for the ACC. We, I had a chance to ask him about it. You know, he said, "Oh, I don't believe in." accolades like at the end of the day I believe I outperformed you know the person that won it but you know here we are I just want to get wins and like I get I get it right but we all know getting that extra nod that individual award is always sweet so hopefully he'll be at the conversation especially considering people think that uh that NC State is going to finish second so you never know I'm, I'm interested to see how it turns out it's typically
0: how it works out, right? If you play on a better football team, you're going to be able to get more awards. If you're if you're getting crazy stats on a losing team, I'm yeah. sorry, half the time the voters aren't paying attention because they're not watching sorry football games, That's as most real. people try to avoid those. So if Peyton <laughs> Wilson is able to help NC State turn in to be one of the top teams in the ACC once again this year, I think it's going to be a little bit easier for him to win an award like this or to be recognized as the ACC player of the year. Most of these guys were all ACC last year yeah. in terms of their selections, but uh, this would be a huge honor to be a Butkus Award winner as the top linebacker in all of college football. Again, that's uh, James Skalski at Clemson, Baylin Spector, Amari Gaynor at Florida State, Jeremiah Gimmel at UNC, Peyton Wilson at NC State, Mikhail Jones at Syracuse and Nick Jackson at Virginia.
1: There we go. Well, we know we had to round out the show, giving you guys that hot 30, but I want folks to know where they can find JJ and all of his work as he covers the Blue Devils this season. All
0: right. Yeah, absolutely. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore and follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I got to know what this hot 30 thing is because I've been away for a summer break, all right? Before I get to that, though, I'm, I'm thrilled for whatever this is
1: a hot 30 literally is just like get me you know that's our whole thing locked on podcast network up to 30 minutes a day so that's all that is (laughs) just give you a spicy thirsty in and out (laughs) i see jeez I
0: thought
1: this was some new segment you came up with, and that I was left out of the loop. I was like, oh no, man, this is gonna be cool. No, the last 30 seconds though, I could have a surprise. See, you got content ideas. Look, you never know how the season's gonna turn out, football season. There you go. JJ Jackson gave, gave us a new segment, the hot 30 segment. So I love we're gonna, it. We're gonna keep that we keep that going. 30 seconds, we're gonna give you fire hot questions. Maybe I'll ask you who do you think is moving up this week? Who is you know sinking it up, who's about to get fired come into season? All those good questions that we can ask. Her, yeah, I, the I like that. 30. I The Hot 30 named here by JJ. And
0: I want to remind you guys, go ahead. I was going to say, before we get out of here, can we get a little bit of love? Obviously Duke was picked to finish last (laughs) in the ACC. I think you briefly mentioned it, right? But this is so cool. You were, at acc media days right our only locked on representative credentialed the whole nine incredible you did amazing work like thank you what was my boy cut cliff saying like i want i want to know the vibe from coach cut and what was going on with duke football
1: yeah, Coach Cut definitely had one of my best say I gotta pull it up now because now, now you're inspiring me to talk about Coach <laughs> Cutcliffe and I will talk about him any day of the week. I would probably sit him sit there and let me let him tell me his life story, and I would be, yeah. you know, very much entrenched the entire time. But Coach Cut had a great saying, he was talking about January and how you kind of get the guys together. It's hard when you go through a season and you don't really know the team and you can't really gel and talking about 2020 and COVID and what have you. And so he said the best question of the whole weekend, in my opinion, he said, if you plant well in the spring, you won't have to beg well come fall. But if you don't plant well in the spring, you will definitely beg well come fall. So my thing is like he knew they did not have the proper pieces in place you know, going into the season to have a successful 2020. But now that he's had that teachable moment, he's taken it in. He has an opportunity to truly give these guys his best self, but also part of that too. He really honed in on the fact of ownership, right? A lot of mistakes he would take to fall. He would, you know, say, oh, it was on me. But now he is giving those guys opportunities to say, listen, if you fumbled the ball, that was all you big dog, right? We got to teach <laughs> these guys that, you know, ball security and protecting the ball is so key and essential to winning football games. A lot of, you know, us being out of games last season was we couldn't protect and take care of the football. So I think that's a lot of what coach Cutliff really wanted to hammer home. You know, he's he was like I've been asked this question 1003 times, you know, about ball security, but he knows, you know, same story, same day. He knows what he needs to do and he knows what Holmer, Holmberg will bring to the offense this season. So I'm excited for him and Mateo Duran to kind of take things over and they, you know, they've lost a lot defensively with Victor Dimukeji and Chris Rumpf, but I think those are just they had the guys in place who are going to step up so all of good things I personally you know I'm a homer so I, I do like Duke I want them to do well I can't wait I can't wait <laughs> no doubt we're inspired there, I like there, it there you go and if you guys want to keep following locked on podcast network make sure you tune in to the ultimate draft mock draft 2021 presented by locked on and odyssey featuring analysis from the GOAT and of NBA mock drafts Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA experts Ryan Scalabrine and former general manager Ryan McDonoghue. It's a perfect way to get ready for the NBA draft. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite local for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Odyssey is the audio home for all the sports podcasts and music news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Well, for Candace Cooper and J.J., I almost said JJ Reddick. Look at that. (laughs) You got, you got too much Duke on my brain right now. It's Cooper and JJ Jackson. We hope you guys have a great one. And until next time you are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on
0: the Atlantic coast conference, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.